You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Angelica, and joining me, as always, or actually the the one that's been the most frequent host as of late, <laughs> is my is my lovely co-host, Ryan. Say hey, Ryan. Hello, my rider dies back, finally. Yes, sorry, guys. Um, your girl been down, pimp down, pimp down. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I had the flu for a few weeks, and then you know, just life got crazy, so I had to take a little bit of a break. But I'm back, back home with 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 uh, Ryan, and we definitely um need to do this umbrella academy you know this is what was promised binger's choice so we're back to recap the series and i'm excited yeah it's good to have you so back. i love chopping it up with jamie but you know the rider dies gotta come back together every once in a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah jamie yeah jamie's great yeah, jamie, uh but yeah, yeah. Jamie for all she does she yeah, for all she does, you guys have been holding it down while I've been away, so I really appreciate it, but I'm happy to be back, so let's get into it. Yeah, um, So, Umbrella Academy, Episode 3, Extraordinary, that's the title of the episode, and um, that was basically the theme to me. Um, What did you feel about this episode? Like, how, how did you take it in, Ryan? I liked it. I liked it. I didn't like, I'm still feel very creepy, creepy about Leonard, which I know we'll get into more as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like the episodes now are really like setting something up. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're doing really good at like giving you a lot of setup without making you too bored. Cause sometimes set up episodes can kind of like seem like it's lagging on forever. So yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 Mm, yeah they're definitely setting up the chess pieces and then I, f- I noticed like the formula is they do their setup in the beginning of the episode um we get a lot of exposition some funny moments and then the last 20 minutes or so are always like action-packed so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on board I'm on board with it um it, it moved pretty fast this episode because I looked up and I'm like oh it's done um right and even, right. While out- <laughs> even while outlining that's pretty quick for me so I enjoyed it it was fun definitely that fight scene at the end was probably my favorite scene up to date it's just oh, yeah. seeing everybody that in was, action yeah that was dope i was like can we not do this all the time i actually would prefer if they would skip the beginning part and just do the fight scene, <laughs> just I, really do the fight scene. I was like yeah i was like i want to see them like because usually you only get to see like the flash uh flashbacks where they mm-hmm. you know kind of use their powers and you figure out what happened why they have the powers or whatever but i'm like man can we get more fight scenes because i mean i thought that was dope i mean you know poor vanya she don't really get a love but other than that i thought it was dope <laughs> yeah it was nice i mean because we know that luther can fight we know that diego can fight but i was like okay allison yeah, right i was like girl get it and she didn't even say room or nothing i was like girl you better get it Right, I was waiting for her to use her powers, and she didn't. She was like, "No, nah, I'm gonna be her ass fair and square. <laughs> we <laughs> gonna like, get I'm this." Sick of this. I was like, "Yes, yeah. cha cha, Allison. I was there for it." 
Yeah, I, I, I was here for it for sure. So, um, yeah, so I guess, you know, we'll get into the episode itself, but that's definitely something to look forward to and break down. So we'll start off this episode. Um, and, and my raindrops, is that what I call them? My raindrops? Yep, <laughs> this yep. one is titled Raindrops Drop Top. Um, this one is titled <laughs> <laughs> Vanya Begins, um, which is akin to Batman Begins, because I feel like this series, and we've hinted toward it, is, is centered around Vanya and her her genesis and her beginning and her origin stories. So we we start off with Vanya. It opens up five years ago, and she goes into a pawn shop or she passes by a pawn shop or a comic book store. I'm not sure what it was because I couldn't. I don't think we went beyond the window, but she saw old school Umbrella Academy comics and something in it like triggered her. She went home and she pulled out her handy dandy typewriter. I don't know about you, but do you have a typewriter, Ryan? Is that a thing for you? Has that ever happened? I'm not sure. But anyways, we have a handy dandy typewriter. She builds it up. She takes it out and she starts typing away like Kermit the Frog. And she tells her story. Um, and you could tell it was over time because the seasons change. And she has a press tour, which doesn't look like the book was well received by her siblings, but it was surely well received by the world. I mean, she got a book deal. She went on a press tour. She did it all. And she ends up reading to little kids at at, in the classrooms and all that good stuff so i was like okay vine you out here doing your thing in these streets but her siblings aren't feeling it and we get various scenes of her siblings reading the book we have you know allison getting a copy of it we even have klaus you know at and therapy reading the book or group therapy even number five in the future it's reading himself a good old copy of it so it was definitely a popular book but as all things come to an end so did her blossoming career um her little 15 minutes of fame were up like very quickly um so it went from her going on this press tour and you know going to classrooms and getting all these calls to her books being marked down to 50 percent and no one showing up to her her book tours so kind of a sad moment for our dear little Vanya but um that's what happens when you turn your back on your siblings I feel well but I also feel like she needed a I don't know. I think they kind of unfair in the way they keep shunning her about this book mm-hmm. because what what else would she do when like I just remember I just keep getting the image in my head when she was on the staircase drawing her umbrella and like a marker mm, like how yeah, she was always just off to the side yeah just always off to the side left out and I'm just like I don't know I me mean, personally I don't really blame her for that because I kind of feel like they were just like okay so she's just supposed to be comfortable in her little corner by herself nobody really talking to her you know yeah, I- I think it's sensitive when you have a tell-all book because you're telling your truth, but many times your truth isn't necessarily everyone else's. So you always run the risk of offending multiple parties by telling your side of the story. So while I do, yeah, yeah, so I do sympathize with her, but at the same time, just from the little script, like the little right. Uh, Part that we heard, she definitely was a little out of pocket. Um, I, I would have went off on some of them. Now I'm just gonna, you know, I'm not even go front. I would have had to tell a little bit of secrets. 
Yeah, so I mean, it's a, it's it's kind of like damned if you, damned if you don't. You know, she wanted it's to be true. seen. Yep. She wanted to tell her story, but at the same time, she kind of brought her siblings down in the process, which is why they don't really like mess with her. Like they're not fans. Um. So, anywho's back. You know, off that sad story. <laughs> let's go into a, let's go into another one of her sad stories. So, Aww. Vanya enters her rehearsal late. Um, and she's looks like she's third chair. So, excuse me. When I played the violin back in the day, Wait, first hold the foe. You played the violin. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm classically oh trained. Okay, are you gonna are you gonna upload these performances? Like, where are we gonna find these at? Um, I do have a CD. I recorded it in middle school, so it's 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 collecting dust somewhere. Um, we won a few uh, championships. Yeah, I was. Um, I studied under. Shout out to Miss Machera. I studied underneath this amazing orchestra teacher, um, and she had me from. I mean, I started playing the violin when I was eight, and then I got her when I was in middle school, and and I was I followed her all the way through high school. So, um, I was with her for six years at least, and she, you know, she was an Italian woman. She was in the orchestra, like professionally a professional musician and she taught us well so shout out to miss matera i miss you um and yeah so i know a little something to something about the oh, violin my gosh <laughs> i just need this album right now that's all that's the only thing i'm paying attention to what you said i just need the album right now oh no we did um i think one of our my favorite times we and then we did like a little tour too we did like a little like we're in high school we did like an elementary school tour we would go to elementary schools and play for them and then we would like Aww. go to like six flags or hershey park and there would be competitions we always beat them uh <laughs> <laughs> there you go for the Just win going in for the win uh, hey shoestrings i went to like shoe Medill middle school so we were called the shoestrings let's get it like we played the strings shoestrings oh and gosh. good times right now good times (laughs) i'm remembering and i was actually on the (laughs) i'm going down my lane right now i was on the school district website you can see me playing the violin that picture is still up somewhere my mom sent it to me and i'm like they are still using that picture that's from like 2006 or something or no even earlier than that 2004 anywho um listeners google that google that don't google me uh, yes, yes, definitely but, google her so we can get this song get the cd out the black girl nerds podcast will return in just a moment how often do you think about your socks if you're like i used to be not much but i recently discovered socks that change the way i'll think about socks forever they're called bombas and during this season which is a pretty chilly one These are the most comfortable socks I've had in a long time. This is the perfect time to wear these super soft, natural cotton socks in which every pair comes with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy, but not too thick. Bombas are what feet daydream about. And for every Bombas purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. And it comes in all different kind of cute colors, patterns, lengths, and styles. So it looks great whether you're at the gym, the office, or out on the town. So for all of you listeners out there, you can buy your Bombas at bombas.com slash nerds. That's right. Today, get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M 
bombas.com slash nerds for 20% off. Bombas.com slash nerds. Uh, well, I will say I was first chair. At some, I mean, I wasn't first chair. Okay, so the way the string sections is divided, there's uh-huh. there's different sections. So there's first chairs. So those are like your Beyonce's. There's oh. second chair, or there's the, fir- the first. So like this is a whole section of the first strings. And then you have a first chair of the strings, uh, first strings. So that's, that's the Beyonce's. Then you have the second section, the seconds. Um, they're like the Kellys of the world. And then you have the thirds who oh, are boy. either, um, you know, they're either violin players if your orchestra is that big or they're viola players. So that's your third section. You have the cello, they're in their own world. And then you have the bass, they're in their own world. So that's the string section. So I used to be first chair of the seconds, not the first. Oh. But I was still like the best of the seconds because I'm like I was as good, but I was as long as the best, you know, it still counts. Yeah, I was like a Vanya, you know, like I was good, but I wasn't like great. Like I was, I was timid, I wasn't as confident. But give me by myself. But I had rhythm, girl, because I was like one of the only black people there, and oh, so okay. I okay. So you see that works for you. See that it works. Yeah, I had perfect pitch. I was told that I had perfect pitch. I could sing anything back to you. I had rhythm. I never have issues with that. But as far as like the the classical, like. Mm like all that all that finger play i didn't i didn't practice look i just showed up i just showed up on on raw talent you know what i'm saying um so anywho yeah any yeah so anywho so she shows up to rehearsal so off my memories let's get let's get back to vanya uh (laughs) so vanya um she shows up to rehearsal late she looks like she's part of the first but she's third chair um so she's good but she's not great and so she kind of watches I wouldn't say jealously, but kind of like there's envy there. The first chair, Helen. Um, And they kind of cut away from that scene of her looking all lonely and forlorn to this opening, which you pointed out was pretty cool. Um, It was all black umbrellas outside and one blue and they all put their umbrellas up in the rain. And it's like the umbrella Academy. Um, I like the way they're displaying this when they open the show. I think it's always interesting to see like where they're going to put it at. Right, where they're gonna pop up with the Umbrella Academy. So I, I do definitely like their openings. So after rehearsal, Vanya's in the bathroom. She sees Helen, and she's kind of like this annoying kid. Like, oh my gosh, Helen, you were so amazing. You know, you just made it look so. And Helen's like, so easy. It's just like, yeah. Let me just let me put you up on game. <laughs> What's your name again? And she's oh, like, see, that's Vanya. the one I would have been better right there. You don't forgot about that. Yeah, she didn't know her name. She's like, you know, you've been third string for how long? Or, you know, third chair for how long? And she's like, maybe you don't have it. You know, maybe you're not passionate. All you do is sit in the back like a depressed 13-year-old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. maybe she'll find you, something else. Was taking, I would have said killing out. I'm not even going to lie. These shots she I mean, she, she gave her constructive criticism, but then she added some salt was to it. it. Like she was, was it though, like, see, see, is it constructive when you got to put the salt on it? See, that's what got me. I'm like, Helen, why you can't just <laughs> help her out? Why is the salt added onto it? That's what got me. Because Helen's like, get out of my face, little annoying girl. Yeah, I'm good. I know this. Poor Vanya. Like, no respect. I'm just, I just, I feel so bad for Vanya. I mean, I'm going to tell you, it's really hard for me to feel bad for Vanya because I have a hard time. I think because I'm such a strong-willed person, it's really yeah. hard for me to sympathize with people that 
put themselves down and stay down. Like you want to be a kick puppy. You know, you're yeah. not trying to do anything to get yourself out of the situation. I'm much more, I'm all, all for underdogs. As long as you mm-hmm. like trying to fight your way out, she has no interest in fighting. She wants to be a kicked little puppy. So I can't, it's really hard for me to feel bad for Vanya. As much as I know that's like the direction we're supposed to go when it's hard for me to do. And yeah. that might sound mean, but that's the Well, I do want her to like, no, I mean, I think it's fair to have your opinion on that. I do think she, I do think it's important too. yeah, if you're in that situation to not stay in there, I do think that's important because we see her on these pills and she just, mm-hmm. it just can life cannot be just great if you're just going to stay in it. So I agree with you on that. I do hate though, when you have people in that situation and not, that, not necessarily what you said in your comments, but when you have like an extreme Helen, maybe where it's mm-hmm. like, you can obviously tell this person doesn't know how to get out of this and they just want to stay in this so why is it okay mm. for you just keep kicking a person you know what I mean like if you know that's just who they are I just feel like sometimes it's just like extra jab in there you know what I mean I know she's trying to give her like criticism too mm. but somebody like Vanya that's just like you said we we really need her to just pull up and get up out of this but yeah I just feel bad. I, don't know. I just feel like some people don't have to keep on like, you know, just turning a knife. Like if you already stuck me, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I got it. Just, you know, you don't have to keep on like drilling in there. Yeah. I'm the type of friend where I'm just going to smack you. Like get it together. Well, hey, Pull I, yourself mean, she together. Friend. I mean, I don't even know if she has friends, but she might need somebody like that. I'm just saying. Yeah. So like <laughs> if, you, if, if you can't be walking around with a kick puppy look around me, cause I'm going to be like, I'm not going to put, throw salt on you i'm not going to twist the knife but i will smack you back into reality and be like yeah you need to get it together you're amazing you're talented stop doubting yourself you got this pick your chin up let's go so that's right, me right. um and then if you continue to be like woe is me i'm gonna be like all right i need some space from you <laughs> like yeah, i can't I mean, help yeah, you if you won't you help yourself it, yeah. yeah that's yeah. true gotta distance yourself so, sometimes absolutely so it's it's very hard for me as much as i love ellen page i'm so used to her being like a badass it's hard for me to watch vanya like i i really want to reach across the screen and smack her (laughs) that's just me (laughs) well i'm not see i don't watch like i've seen episode four already but i don't i haven't seen the whole thing like i haven't seen all 10 episodes so i'm just that doesn't make me feel good that's gonna make me feel even worse that i gotta keep watching her then for the rest of the season (laughs) Be a, I mean, I'm just without spoiling. She's a kick puppy for a lot of the time. Oh <laughs> like, God, come on, Vanya! I was hoping she just yeah. like somebody with the guitar thing, like one time. So I don't know what you call it. What do you call it? what you the um what you're holding in your hand when you play the guitar? Bow. Or yeah, wait, the I, pick I, with the yeah, guitar maybe, or the violin? Oh, what am I talking about? Yeah, the the violin. Okay, so the it's a bow. If you're using that little pick, it's a pick for the guitar. But yes, the bow, the bow. <laughs> oh yeah, I need her to use that bow as a weapon. I need her to do something. I need her to stop being just like in the corner, all sad, and carrying that thing around, just looking sad. Okay, well, you just low key um, dropped a spoiler, but you don't know that it's a spoiler. But just know oh, what you just said—it's going to mean something <laughs> down I'm the road. I'm sorry, listeners, I didn't know. No, it's not your fault because you don't know, and people that haven't seen the show won't know either. But when it happens, they'll be like, "Oh my god, that's what Ryan was talking about." <laughs> so you are on to something. Um, so yeah, but you know, some people don't need a kick in the pants. Some people need a supportive hand. Uh, you know, a supportive hand. Someone that's going to walk them through it someone that's going to be down in the gutter with it and maybe that is Leonard um and so yeah after feeling like a kick puppy dog uh Vanya makes her way over to Imperial Woodwares to see Leonard 
And she acts like she was just in a neighborhood. And he's like, yeah, nobody just comes all the way over to Bricktown for no reason. <laughs> like, I, I see what you're doing here. Um, I mean, I kind of appreciate his transparency. And I feel like he, but I just want to know why does he have so much interest in Vanya? That's you know, what like got me. That's what got me. It's never, I hate to say this because most of the time you meet people like, like you hope there's that one person out there. But sometimes you meet people uh-huh. like that and it cannot, it cannot be good. Like, it can't be good while you have such an interest. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just something about him, too. And it's just like, I get you, bro. Like, it's cool when you had those little one-liners and you follow her. But why you follow? You know what I mean? Like, why are you that interested? It's just something yeah, don't add up. He's coming off very Joe. You know, yeah, from, from yeah. you. He's coming mm-hmm. off very Joe Goldberg. Like, just a little bit too interested, a little bit too understanding, a little bit too caring. And maybe it's just us women are messed up in the heads and we're just used to um, F-boys. But there's something I mean, off. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, you got to have both sides to it. But, yeah, I'm yeah, Leonard, yeah, me and Leonard, we ain't the ones. Like, if you can't stand to watch Vine, I can't. Leonard, yeah, we ain't the ones. It's something off about that. And then he made her, you know, he's apparently he restores antiques, but his passion is wood carving. Right. He carved and that's just weird. Come on now. Come on now. He's carving up the sculptures and stuff. I mean, now what's it? Yeah. Now you know when you watch the horror movies, you got the dude like in the back with the wood carving up. It's like some little weird sculpture you can't see. It's, I don't know. I'm just telling you. I just feel like in a horror movie, some people is always carving some wood somewhere. So I if a like guy gave <laughs> if a guy gave me a little sculpture that a little woodwork he made of me playing the violin after only knowing me for like a week, I would run. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Get out. Get out. See? Get out. Yeah, so it was it was creepy. I'm like, this guy's a little bit too earnest for my taste, but all right, maybe she needs this. So he um <laughs> ends up asking <laughs> he ends up asking her out to dinner. And Vanya, you know, she seems comfortable. She accepts. You know, she tells him, like, I feel like you know me more than anyone else, which is sad, yeah, but probably true. Sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just so happen to run into Allison on the street. Not sure how, why she's in Bricktown. Anywho, um, <laughs> that was probably a plot hole. But Allison meets him on the streets um, and she wants to talk to Vanya about mom. And we'll get into all the trouble with mom. And she even apologizes and said, you know what? I'm sorry for what I said yesterday. I didn't mean it. I'm not very good at this sister thing. And Vanya's like, I forgive you, sis. It's okay. I get it. You suck. Um, right. And unfortunately, I like those lines though between them because mm-hmm. it was a little like I mean it was still hurt preppy, but it was a little dig from Vanya on some of those lines, like their exchange when she met up with her. Yeah, she was she was kind of you know she was elbowing, she was ripping her sister, and she's just like, yeah, you suck at being a sister, but it's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> also, and did uh, she track uh, Vanya something because, like you said, I feel like she came to Bricktown to look for her, but how did she know she was in Bricktown? yeah i don't know i guess they're trying to blame it because supposedly this is in new york right so i mean mm. maybe i don't even know why allison was walking the streets i don't know she just she, they, they ran into each other but it, maybe she did track her and try to play it off like oh i was just happened to be around um <laughs> but she <laughs> but vanya ends up canceling her date with with uh leonard because she does have to go with her sister to figure out what's going on with mom so uh, maybe she did her a favor by wandering over into Bricktown. Yeah, <laughs> so this next raindrop I titled Clue because I feel like that's what this episode was about a lot as well. Just trying to figure out the mystery of who killed dad. You know, was it um, Colonel Mustard 
in the library, you know, with a hammer. We we don't know. Um, so the the two detectives behind us are Luther and Allison, and they're reviewing the tapes. Mom appears to have poisoned Reggie, or at the very least, she did nothing to stop his death. You know, she she's so nurturing, she's so loving, she's so caring. There must be something wrong if she's watch watching him like writhe in pain, and she just yeah. walks out the room like something's and up. He said she was so, trained to do something in the situation. So yeah, that's definitely scary. yeah. So, like, was someone controlling her? Was she ordered to do this? Did she finally get fed up and killed Reggie? Was her programming sketchy? Is she, you know, malfunctioning? Like, what's going on with mom? Um, So they want to get down to the bottom of it. Uh, You know, or maybe she was upset with Reggie because he's been mistreating her kids for so many years. We do not know why mom did this or if she did this. Right. Um. So mom is making eggs in the kitchen. So Luther and, and Allison question her about the night of Reggie's death. So she starts to rattle off details about, you know, the sunset and what was made for dinner and the moon waning and waxing or whatever you call it. And they're like, no, mom, like, did you go into dad's room? And she, f- I don't know if she's feigning ignorance or if she truly doesn't know if maybe somebody put it in her program that she doesn't really remember what happened. But she says, like, I have no idea. I don't recall. Um, and then Alan asked, Allison asked her, she's like, mom, were you ever angry at dad? You know, was there anything that he did to hurt you or harm you or make you upset? And for a moment, you see mom start to talk and she's just like, well, you know, I had all you children to look after and it, it was just, it just had me so tied up and Reggie. And then she stops and she pauses and you don't know if it's her trying to cover up a lie. You don't know if she's malfunctioning. You don't know what's going on with mom. But something is definitely wrong. And you know what this scene reminded me of? Uh, Smart House. Mm-hmm. It very much. Oh, classic. Classic Disney Plus shout out. But go ahead. Yeah, Smart House yeah. decom. Yeah, because you remember like how she was so into like, you know, she cared about the family. But uh-huh. like girls started glitching. You was like. Something is all the way left about that, but then you still go with it because it's like, oh, but she cares about the family. She's sitting there taking care of them, uh-huh. you know, almost the mom. But yeah, this that scene really reminded like this whole scene really reminded me of that. I was like, man, I gotta go back and watch it on Disney Plus. Yeah, Pat got mad. She was she would like lash out at the kids like you're gonna listen to me and then she'd be like and here's your smoothie right. like she so mom had that moment and they do are they are kind of similar they have like that 50s mm-hmm. you know outfit feel to them so yeah i definitely can see the smart house connection there um but yeah mom stops herself before she says too much or perhaps that was programmed where she can't say too much who knows right but it is definitely like another mystery um so later on allison and luther discuss mom luther thinks she's acting odd he knows something's wrong with her and instead of calling her mom like he's been doing all along he starts to call her grace um which is her real name Mm -hmm. and kind of refers to her as a machine so he's looks like he's distancing himself from her for a reason he's starting to identify with her as a machine rather than the woman that raised him so some he's he's planning on doing something with her allison disagrees she sympathizes she knows she's like you know she was left alone for 13 years with reggie i'm of course she lost her mind she lost her kids you know this is and she just lost reggie like there's a lot going on with her you know she's in my mind she's human she's our mother luther's not too convinced um so instead of just arguing about mom, he starts to ask her what happened with her and Patrick. And I'm like, 
mind your business, Luther. That's your sister, not your girl. You know you want her to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely some flirtation going on with them too. I don't know what's going down. I'm like, I need to find out more about this story. Yeah, it was some definitely some flower in the addicts type of situation going on there. But they're adopted. Or mm. they could be related. We do oh, not. Man, I hope they ain't related. No, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know if they're half siblings or adopted siblings because they all were born on the same time on the same day. They have right. to be connected some way. So yeah, but anyways, yeah, I just thought about weird. that. Like, wait a second. Yeah, get weird. yeah, they're not like they're not just adopted siblings. They could be related to each other because you know, I mean, Allison looked kind of mixed. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, she might have came hey, from. I might have to like pause it and zoom in or something. I'm gonna have to find this out. Okay, but I'm gonna I'm I'm move on from there. Um, so he presses her about what happened between her and Patrick. Um, you know, she, apparently she's mandated to, you know, to take court ordered therapy before she can even get custody of their daughter back. And Luther guesses correctly. You know, he deduces that she used her powers on Claire, and Allison regrets it. And I can't lie; if I had the ability to, to tell my that. kid yep. what to do. <laughs> I mean, like, rumor has it you're going to bed at 9 o'clock like you're supposed to. Yeah. I I can't say, like, as t- I don't know if I could resist that. I probably would use powers, even though, like, eth- eth- ethnically, ethically, it's wrong. I do think sometimes when you're frustrated, I might be like, rumor is you're going to eat your vegetables. Like, I, right. you know, rumor has it, you know, <laughs> so... Well, I guess an Allison thing too. So what's her thing? Was she? I guess she started overusing it. Where maybe she used it yeah. on the, her husband or ex husband or whatever too. Is that what it was? Because I don't feel like it's bad. Like if you like you said, you're trying to get her to eat her vegetables and then you lay off. You know, not if you just like consistently everything in your daughter's life. You're like, okay, I'm gonna make you do this because I got a power too. You know what I mean? Um, I do think it was directly related to Claire. Oh, and okay, okay. um and she was abusing her power but then she does admit to using her powers with others you know she said her career she manipulated mm. her father she she got everything she wanted solely off of the off of her powers Man. so she's starting to question like is any of this even real yeah. like or do you have you enough know, nuts to use your powers like that that's another clip like you know because i guess you do have that regret when you get when you get off of it but like the idea of being able to do that like you can set up everything you want yeah but like if you can have everything you want then it doesn't feel earned you know yeah so yeah that's what she's having like that i I don't know if it's buyer's remorse but (laughs) she's definitely like everything in life she's like you know what i did i just i didn't earn any of it i don't know if these people like me so yeah that's a tough that's a tough yeah yeah, that question that makes you question yourself for sure. So, um, later the siblings gather at the house and review the tape. They notice that Reggie's monocle was taken by mom, and so Diego admits it. He took it, and he took it to protect her. Um, and Vanya actually explains that, and you mentioned this, Ryan, that mom was there to nurture, but she also have a she had like a safety in place where she protected him. So if someone or something intervened or tried to hurt them, she would take care of it. Uh, so they're juicing, like, well, maybe she did this because dad did something to them. Who knows? So Luther thinks it's her program, and he's like, she, she's she's glitching. There's We can't trust her. I want to shut her off. 
And Diego's like, she's not some vacuum cleaner. She's our mom. She raised us. She feels things. So they try to like to settle on the vote. So um, Diego is, is for keeping mom up and running. Um, Allison is with Luther. So they want to shut her down, even though Allison doesn't want to. Uh, Klaus is on Diego's side. So he does not want to shut down mom. And then Klaus is like, and if Ben were here, he would agree with me too. And Ben's like, yeah, no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> so um, they basically are at a tie, and that um, five isn't there either. And Vanya also does. Va- yeah, Vanya agrees to also um, keep mom up and running. So the only person that's left is five. So they can't settle the vote without five's, you know, opinion. Mm-hmm. So they all storm off angry at each other. Um, and we, mom, actually, I don't know if mom was there the whole time, but she's like, "You guys seem upset." I'm going to go make you some cookies. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> mom. Oh, She's such a sweetie. And then, of course, Pogo is looking on, you know, on the on the second Didn't floor, just watching them. As I don't know what. Pogo be looking sketch. I don't know. Like, I probably read it too much into it. But he just be appearing and then it'd be like weird looks on his face. He's a typical butler type of situation. Like they always show up, they know everything. So um he just happens to be a chimpanzee. But yeah, Pogo definitely knows something. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) He definitely knows what's good. Like he I I have a feeling Pogo is the key to all the things that are happening. He knows what's happening, but he doesn't want to tell them. Like I, I feel like it's one of those situations where something had to happen for a reason. And it's up to like them to figure it out. So Pogo definitely is holding on to some cards. Yeah. Faux show. Sure. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to figure out what um, those cards so, are. Yeah. So all as all this is going on, Diego has a flashback to when they were kids and they're all getting ready for a drill. So it's like they're, you know, uh Luther's in his room as a teenager or a young, you know, preteen doing push-ups and Allison's trying to find her outfit to wear. So mom and mom is literally like fluttering around helping them all. So she's like, okay, Luther, you know, that's enough push-ups. Let's go. And and then Allison, like, here's your mask, Allison, that you can't find. And Klaus is setting something on fire. And she's like, no, Klaus. And he's like, thank you, mother. Like his usual weird self. <laughs> Um, you know, Ben can't get his his suit on, so she helps him zip it up. And then there's Diego, and Diego's cute little self is practicing in the mirror because he's a stutterer. We didn't know this; he's a stutterer. Yeah. So he's just like, yeah, he's like, stop, freeze, don't move, and then mom shows up. She's like, remember what I told you, honey? Just envision the word in your head, and he's like don't move and i was like oh so there's a reason yeah there's a reason why he's the one that's fighting so hard for mom because mom's the one that helped him through his speech impediment like mom's the one that's always been there for him so no he's not going to just shut her down and not that the other kids don't love her but it seems like be their special connection between mom and diego um so but but you also see tears in his eyes like he, it's almost like he's conflicted so we'll see you know what goes down between them but he actually does confront her and he tells her like mom you know what's your purpose like did you really love us and she's like my greatest gift in life was to have you have you as my children like I, all I want to do is take care of you and he's like well is that you saying that or is that Reggie and Vanya had also you know questioned that she said she, anytime she looked at mom she always thought of thought of Reggie because he's the one that programmed her and you know Diego was like no she evolved 
Um, and there's no way that she would just be Reggie because Reggie only loves himself. Yeah. Also, so I just. I'll go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say. Um, also, I don't think I think the thing too about like smart house and all these things where I was talking about technology. I think mm-hmm. even though you start out creating it, you there's no way you could control something like that. Like when you when you um as much as you want to, I'm sure he had a hand in it. Because like you said, he created her. Mm-hmm. But when you start putting somebody in your family like that and you don't monitor things like you're supposed to all the time, you know, as part of the glitches, like they start doing their own thing, you know, like because you would have to constantly be mm-hmm. making sure you're like taking away, like, I don't know, uploading her memory somewhere or erasing something, you know, if she's just supposed to be their day to day, everyday life. So I don't know. It's interesting. Right. When you start getting into like putting technology in your life like that, how you can control it gets very interesting. Yeah, it's artificial intelligence, and there's no doubt in my mind that mom doesn't operate on her own. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not just a machine. Because I think it'd be very hard to actually empathize and love and care for something if you don't have feelings of your own. Whether they're originally artificial or not, mom is not just some empty shell. She's she's something. So that's why I kind of definitely am with Diego on the fact that it's like, no, we're not shutting her down. I don't care if she tried to kill dad or there's, there has to be a reason. So I'm with Diego on this one. Um, So the next raindrop I titled the odd couple (laughs) and this, (laughs) this applies to everybody in this episode. I feel because we have like Diego and patch, you know, we have cha-cha and hazel, we have number five in Klaus oh, <laughs> and number, number five, five in Dolores. Klaus, Lord. Yeah. And Dolores. Yeah, mm. we just have all the, and Dolores. Yeah, we have all these like odd pairings that work. And even, you know, um, Agnes and Hazel, they're just, there's just all these little <laughs> unusual moments sprinkled in with all these mixed match odd couples. So that's why I entitled this range off the odd couple. So we um we start this range off off with Diego at the department store, um along with Detective Patch. They're kind of like surveying the scene, and Diego has been kind of brought on as a consultant of sorts. So she's picking at his brains for ideas while simultaneously being annoyed. And I, <laughs> I noticed in your noise, you're like she's over here bugging him, which is true. You know they, they like each other, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so she reveals to Diego there's no surveillance of the foot, you know, or any footage of what happened, but you know onlookers or eyewitnesses saw two shooters run off with weird masks on um and Diego I guess tries to throw shade at them and she's like well you're the one that walks around in spandex and he's like it's leather and you used to like it <laughs> I was like Ooh, and she's just okay and she's just like, Ugh, whatever. Um, so, so one of the people on the scene is just like, you guys, I can't believe you guys used to date. And she's like, shut up. Um, so he goes to hunt down the shooters while he tells Patch, like, go do your paperwork. Like, I'm going to be do the real police work. Um, and so he goes down to hunt Cha-Cha and Hazel. And they're back at the hotel. And Cha-Cha, let me tell you something about Cha-Cha. Ooh, Cha-Cha, man. Cha-Cha ain't no punk. For she real? cauterizes her wounds. From that night with a curling iron. Oh, think, curling think, iron. This stuff gets hot. Is she crazy? That, like a judo. Like she barely flinched. That thing was sizzling. Like, I, and she's I just like, yeah, all thing right. I got close to my scalp. And I was like, mm-mm. <laughs> I, so I don't know how <laughs> she put the whole thing on her arm. Like, whoo. All right. Shout out to Cha-Cha. She got the G-card for this episode. The G card, definitely. And she's and then while she's doing it, she's fussing at Hazel for watching reality TV. <laughs> and 
he was like, don't you ever just want to watch the mundane? And she was like, well, shoot, this whole motel is mundane, I guess. <laughs> um, so they get a message in a mail tube that appears out of nowhere in the shower in their bathroom. Yeah, it's not like, weird. It's not interesting. weird at all. Not weird at all. And the tube is number 26. I don't know if that's significant, but I always, you know, take note of things like that. Um, their pay was deducted 7% mm. for not completing the job, you know, in a reasonable time. And for every day the job is not completed, they get deducted another 7%. So, of course, Hazel is pissed. He's like, F them pencil pushers. They don't do anything. They're lazy. They're at their desk. They don't They don't know what it takes to do this job. Are you serious? Um, and so he's fed up. And we, he ends up at the donut shop, which I guess is like his solace. And Agnes and, and Hazel are bonding over donuts. You know, they talk about her process of how, you know, the, the, the donuts are fluffy because she leaves them out for 30 minutes before she fries them. And he's like, oh, they're light and fluffy just like you. <laughs> like, like, weird. He's trying, yeah, they're trying to, for, I mean, I was getting hungry. I don't know about oh, you. Yeah, I'm like, I, I want a donut now. Like, he is just always <laughs> munching on something. And I'm like, why right now? Like, can I get some donuts? Like, what is happening? Yeah, I feel like Hazel's an interesting character is that he's this killer. He's supposedly this monster, but he finds joy in like the little things. Yeah. Like the fact that he likes to watch reality TV and can sit there and have a 30 minute conversation about donuts and how to make, you know, like there's there's something about this guy. Um, and him and Agnes have like a little flirty thing going. <laughs> and she's like, I think your name is beautiful. And she's like, yeah, Agnes means pure. And I was just like, is that her way of flirting? I don't know. It was cute. I mean, maybe kind of might could be. There's a little bit of an age difference, but I don't see why that wouldn't work. And I mean, (laughs) side note, have you seen Love is Blind yet Uh, on Netflix? No, I haven't seen it. I heard I heard I need to watch it. I haven't Uh, seen it yet, though. You do. Well, there's a character on the show, or not character. There's this is a reality show, so they're real. Um, there's this lady on the show. Her name is Jessica, and she, one of the guys in the pods that she falls for initially is about ten years younger than her. And all she does is talk about age. So I was gonna refer to Agnes as the new Jessica, but she's not as annoying as Jessica. So uh, shout out to Love Is Blind. Shout out to Lauren and Cameron. Um, and I'll leave it at okay. that. Well, I know. Um, <laughs> I start uh, binge watching it. Yeah, it's a really good. It's a really good show. I quite enjoyed I, yeah, it. Maybe I've heard we could guys recap like it. guys have came up to me and been like at work, and they're like, um, "Have you seen this?" I'm like, "No, I didn't know it was that." Like, so it's like I'm slowly finding out that it's something I need to be checking out because I do like a good uh, date reality yeah. show. Oh, absolutely! It's it's dope. So, um, they're having their little flirty moment. Cha Cha comes in from the bathroom and kind of interrupts, and they question uh, Agnes about the night of the shooting. And she's like, "Look, I've already been questioned by the police twice. I really don't have anything else to tell you guys." And they lie. They're like, "Oh, you know, well, you know, we fear for the child's safety. You know, we were hired by his family." So Agnes is like, "Well, now that you mention it, I did think it was." odd that he had a tattoo like who lets a little boy get a tattoo and you're like oh okay well what does it look like so she draws it out and it's the umbrella i mean it doesn't take a genius for them to put two and two together this is a famous family i'm like vanya did write a book about them she didn't know any better she's so harmless (laughs) um and you know who else is a g number five because he stitches himself up yes 
with a needle and thread and seals it with kid band-aids mm. like a gangster. Yeah, you know, you got to have a good kid band-aid on there. I think it was like, I, it wasn't Bob the Builder. It was something, but yeah, it was cute band-aid. I was like, oh, look at him, Bob. It was funny, though. It was like, he really is using yeah, kid band-aids. Yeah, that was freaking hilarious. Um, yeah. Number five, he don't. He never gets old. Like I just think they, if they like, whenever they finish, they just need a spinoff of Klaus and Number Five. Yes. Speaking of, so he sneaks out the house and finds Klaus digging, you know, digging through the dumpster because you know Pogo threatened him last episode <laughs> about that that red portfolio that he needed to find that belonged to Reggie. And Ben is just grimly looking on, just 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 watching Klaus. Um, so Klaus offers to help Fi, who seems uninterested and says Klaus looks busy. So Klaus is like, oh no, I'm just, you know, I'm just looking for something and I found it. And he's like, I just wanted something to eat. And he's just like, mmm, it was delicious. Like, this fool really eating dumpster yeah, that's, donut. That's, that's uh, commitment right there. That's commitment acting right there because I couldn't do that. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not this committed to this lie right now. Mm-mm. So, you know, he's eager to get this money to fuel his drug habit five knows what's up he's like i'm not about to pay you for your little drug habit you're useless anyway so he dips out and uh Klaus is like is it just too much to ask him to spend time with my brother and he's like not you to bed <laughs> he's like i love you even if you can't love yourself like i just love klaus's character yeah, he, he, he is hilarious so five conducts surveillance outside of the lab and he has Dolores in tow, which I thought that was cute. And he's having these conversations with Dolores. Like she's really talking back to him. And it's just like, yeah, I know, honey. I know what's going on. You don't have to keep telling me. Gosh, like they're like an old married couple for sure. Oh yeah. For sure. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's outside of this lab watching Grant, basically seeing what Grant's up to. And he falls asleep and he has this like waking nightmare of the apocalypse Luther ends up waking him up. And once again, how do they find these people? Um, so I guess <laughs> he's like, Luther, why are you here? How'd you find me? And he turns around and Klaus is in the back, like trying to like get it on with Dolores, I guess. I don't know. Klaus is weird. Yeah. Um, and obviously that is, that is five's girl. Don't play with Dolores. So he throws stuff at him. He's like, why are you here? He's just like, uh, Luther wants to know where you are. So Luther wants to know what with Five is up to. Five is trying to figure out what's going on with Luther because Luther is like something's wrong with mom. And Klaus adds his two cents by saying, "Did I ever tell you guys about the time I walked my ass with chocolate pudding?" I lost it. it. I died. Yeah. I died. When he said that line, I was losing it. I was like, "Only Klaus right now." He was like, "It was so painful." I'm like, "How does that contribute?" to any of it like what and why chocolate pudding and i'm like you know what i don't even want to know yeah um, <laughs> i want to know you don't want more details than that like they kicked him out at the right time no. you don't want any more details yeah they kick him out the band so luther wants to know the story he's like i want to know what's going on i'm the leader of this house and then five is like funny because i'm 20 years older than you <laughs> 28 years older than you um luther's like you know what your problem is man you, you ever since you were a kid you thought you were better than us and he's like i know i'm better than you guys you know what i've done you know what what kind of things i've done and i've done all this just to get back to save you guys like i know i'm better and of <laughs> course interklaus who robs a bodega um and five is like you know what i did all this to save you guys and i'm starting to question my decision <laughs> like <laughs> 
it's 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 not even worth it. So I mean, I, it looks like eventually Luther leaves him, and Klaus is. I mean, Klaus obviously runs away with all his bodega goodies in tow, and Five is still outside watching Grant, and Grant leaves and hands a duffel bag to somebody in a car. Like it's like some type of mysterious character. Something is definitely up right. here, but we do not get to find out what. Um. So this last last raindrop, I titled Fight Night. Hit him with the left. Hit him with the right. I'm a not. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, Migos. Like, like fight night. Hey, that was my jam. Oh, like a butterfly, sing like a bee. All right, let nice, me stop. Nice, One, all right, I can't. Once the Migos get up inside yeah, you, you it's hard. Finish, like, you gotta at least finish like the one, two lines. Like you know the two lines right there, and then you good. Yeah, yeah, gotta finish the verse. All right, but I can't really say a lot of what. I can't say that verse out loud too much because there's a lot of cussing and, okay, yeah, you know, degrading we'll of women. So I can't, um, we'll skip that. But yeah, fight night. Uh, so <laughs> Agnes, Agnes's clue leads Hazel and Cha-Cha to the house. Um, and they confirm that they're at the right place because they see a big old portrait of number five. So they know they have the right guy. Um, meanwhile, Klaus attempts to find peace from the voices, you know, all the dead people, mm. by taking a bath. He goes underwater like and he starts to, to see the dead. Yeah, because I feel like you're like centering yourself. And if you're a fan or you watch anything like um, Stranger Things, you know, that's how Eleven concentrated on things by going underwater or putting yourself in this like fugue state. Oh, I know that. But whatever, Klaus isn't. Yeah. Yeah, Klaus isn't that brilliant. Um, so he he's he's trying to avoid seeing the, the dead bodies or the dead people, and he, he he sits up and he's like, oh, and he like this is what I don't understand about Klaus. He washes himself off, and then he takes a big old dollop of soap or bubbles and puts it over his head, and then wipes his head. And I'm like, what <laughs> are you doing? Anyways, oh, yeah, he, um, he <laughs> those weird moments where he's just like, I mean, hey, if it works for Klaus, but uh, yeah, he's it's super weird. It's it's like a yeah. weird funny. Yeah, he's a weird character. So he puts on his headphones, and I don't think he looks like he's smoking a joint or a cigarette. Can't tell. I, I wouldn't know. And um, <laughs> he, he, you know, he he's chilling. And that's when Cha Cha and Hazel walk by. But they don't notice him. Lucky for him. So they discover Luther's Luther's giant shoes in the study, and <laughs> Hazel's like, "Who does that belong to? Someone's eating their Wheaties." Um, or actually that was Chacha that said the Wheaties comments. But yeah, so they're exploring the house. Allison is upstairs. Um, Luther's looking out the window at the moon, and Allison sees him and she's like, What's it like up there? He's like, Quiet, cold, and lonely. But every once in a while, when the sun hit the earth just right, every church turned into white glass. Like it was like a cute romantic moment with his sister oh, um, oh and- you could have just left us at the romantic moment you had to bring the sister part back in here that's the sister yeah, um but you know rooting for them um so diego's also in the house and he's the first to actually spot cha-cha and hazel because he's probably the most aware yeah, out of any yeah. of them and they don't yeah, he he knows these ones. They don their masks. They shoot up the place, and mom is just sitting there doing her her stitch work, like not paying nobody no mind. Just do 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 do. Eventually, Allison and Luther join in the fight, and I'm like, okay. And I think you said this wrong. You're like, well, I guess he's not big for no reason because I said he was big for no reason in the first episode. So you're saying like at this point, he's you know proven his worth. So he out there you know getting it in. And I thought what was great when Allison and Luther started to fight. 
with everybody with Chasha and Hazel, they both said like Allison and Luther were like, who the hell are these people? And then Chacha says to Hazel, like, who the hell are these people? So I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, I like the little, um, yeah, the little individual moments. Yeah, that was funny. Also, what the heck yeah. that Hazel and Chacha have on all the time? I'm like, what is happening? I mean, I know they got to keep their, their identities concealed, but it's just the most hilarious thing to me. It is because honestly, they don't really need those masks because at the end of the day they're time travelers like what what are the odds that you're going to run into these people again you're going to kill them and you're going to yeah, disappear like, and they'll never so, like yeah, it's it's so i don't even know how they fight with that on honestly i just feel like it's just so much like so unnecessary yeah i mean it's funny though so <laughs> hazel hazel loses his gun but finds a mace and then he finds vanya and swings on her knocks her like, out now. She so of like course a Was she a threat did you see it I'm just saying. No, but they they don't know. They didn't like I mean I mean Allison doesn't look like a threat, but she out there kicking ass. <laughs> so um Yeah. So Luther basically sees Hazel swing on his sister. So he they start going at like the big boys start going at it. And it was a I knockdown really drag out fight to right. the end. And I didn't mm-hmm. think Hazel was gonna be like that really. I didn't think he was that like could take all those mm-hmm. punches and stuff. I was like, wow, okay. I mean, even he's even though he's sensitive and you know he's emotional and he's very introspective, Hazel is an assassin. We gotta we can't we keep forgetting that, but he is a, an assassin. He do his thing. So uh, Luther and, and Hazel are going at it, and then Allison and Chacha are going at it, and I'm like, okay, Allison with the skills. Right. This was trains. TTG. <laughs> She'll need her power. She trained to go. She Jesus. She was knocking out Hazel. But they were both, I mean, Chacha, and they were both getting their licks in. Diego had to be like, can I step in? And she's like, nah, she pissing me off. I got this. But eventually, they do have to double team her. Um, so she kind of gets her licks in. She like does this like roundhouse kick right into like Chacha's mm-hmm. face. And then she tells Diego, like, Yeah, I like that line and with Diego, the blaze. The blaze. I love mm-hmm. it. That's got to be like one of my favorite powers that they displayed so far. I love that. Like, I like his accuracy with that. Like, how he can just pick up and it like still hits him like you think there ain't no way he getting that around the corner mm, he whipped that around the corner he 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 bent that but i like how the fact that they didn't like jump cha-cha it was more like allison was fighting her and then when allison got knocked out then diego yeah, stepped in yeah. and then allison jumped back in and, and took care of it and then she was like diego get her and then diego threw the knife and got her right in the leg and I was like, yeah, get yep. him. It was dope. It was dope. I mean, <laughs> so, I'm going for Chacha because um, she probably got to put the curling iron back on that. Uh, but <laughs> probably, probably. But she'd be all right. So, um, so, so Chacha's trying to escape and she runs upstairs and she sees everybody downstairs. Like she sees they all gathering and I, I'm going to call it like the living room, but it's kind of like a, like almost like a courtyard, but an inside one. Um, so I guess she would be on a mezzanine. I don't know. I don't know all the architectural uh, phrases, yeah. but she sees them and she decides to play a dirty move. Cause at this point, um, Hazel ended up taking out uh, Luther. So, you know, Luther's knocked out. He gets up. You know, because he wants to see what's going on with Vanya. He's like, Vanya, you're okay. And then Cha-Cha decides to drop a chandelier on him. <laughs> so, like, oh, Cha-Cha, I thought she was done. We're like, oh. No, nah, Cha-Cha not playing that. She don't want them to chase her out. She tired. So Luther gets up. His clothes are all shredded at this point. And everybody sees why he's so big. He has like this ape-like upper body. 
and no one knew. So everyone's just like seeing this massive man with this huge body, all this hair. And they're kind of like, I wouldn't say freaking out, but they're like, whoa. So he runs off, clearly embarrassed. Diego checks on mom and she seems to be okay, except for she's sewing into her own arm. Like she's not noticing anything. And I was like, ooh. I was like, man, that's my head was yeah. like, I can like, mm, do it. Yeah, so she's stumbling into herself. And Diego, he's sad, but he knows, like, I have to yeah. shut her down. Like, I have to do this. So he talks to her. and She's like, Diego, what are you doing? He kind of opens up her arm. He starts to play around with her wiring. And he starts to stutter. He reverts back to his younger self. And he's like, it's c- going to be okay mom she's like talk it out but her last words to him was diego remember and i'm like hmm something is up um and diego's obviously he's emotional at this point but nobody knows that mom is shut down so he lashes out at vanya for being a liability and allison in her own a agrees she's like yeah you kind of got us caught up and so vanya leaves diego don't help and Diego's like let her go um she and she ends up at Leonard's house Mm -hmm. go figure um but you know it is what it is she maybe might get some comfort there so back at the motel uh Tasha and Hazel have been were split up at this point but they reconvened at the hotel Tasha's like dude where have you been she's like first of all did you really stop off for donuts and he's like that's not the only thing I got so he leads her back to the car he's like all is not lost and which I forgot to mention this part. While this fight is going down, <laughs> Klaus is yes, dancing is. around the yes, house. In a towel. What is happening? In a towel. And not only was it wrapped around his like his chest, like you know, like a girl would do, and then he has like the wrap too. So he's like dancing around his house with his headphones on. And apparently he got got because um Hazel ended up snatching him. <laughs> Throw them in the trunk, and they open up the trunk, obviously, at the motel. And I love Klaus's laugh, he's just, or scream. He's just like, ah! <laughs> and he's so dramatic. Like, he didn't know he was in a trunk already. Like, what? Yeah, and I think to myself, I, I don't want my boy to be kidnapped, but this oh, is yeah. going to be fun. You, like, Klaus. Right. You don't bring, let, let me tell you something. Klaus yeah. is the person that you bring back. You don't ever hold on to Klaus. That's all I want to say. Yes. Klaus is like people always say like oh if you kidnap my kid you know Mm -hmm. she'll probably get brought back like Klaus is that person they're they're probably going to bring him back um so definitely I would say episode four is definitely the chronicling of um of Hazel and Cha-Cha trying to I guess beat up Klaus but it's it's definitely worth worth the wait to watch this episode Um, since I already kind of stepped into this I still don't know what's happening we'll see we'll see how much of my predictions are gonna happen take it away Okay, so by the way, Take I've been reading Umbrella Academy Volume 1 Apocalypse Suite, if you guys are interested, the graphic novel. Okay, so, mm-hmm. um, all right, so basically what this reminds me of, so there was a big fight in the comic books, but they were actually fighting a villain. I think it was like Killer Robots or something they were fighting. Mm-hmm. And so Diego did the okay. same thing. Um, he came at Vanya all crazy like, um, it was like, okay, you need to leave. You didn't do nothing but causing us trouble. You're not helping fight this. Cause this was like a legit villain where it's like, okay, obviously mm-hmm. Vanya don't have any problem or have any power. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, self-destruction, world domination, all that kind of stuff this villain was. Anyway, so mm-hmm. and before this, right before this scene, there was an orchestra. I think they I'm hope I'm pronouncing this right. It's called Orchestra Vedamenton. 
it's supposed to be a German word. I think it means like cursed or damned or something like that. Um, but basically, mm-hmm. there are there are a whole orchestra of like murderers and killers and everything, and they want Vanya to join them. But she says no right before you know coming into this mm. incident with her family and everything. You know, she's like, no, I don't want to be mm-hmm. any part of this. I'm not doing it. She knows she's that you know quiet, shy. Like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't need it. This in my life. I don't want to be a part of this. Um, Cause you know, mm-hmm. obviously they're impressed by her violin playing and everything. But as soon as this happens with her family, where she's put off again, she's trying to come and help them, and they're like, "You a liability? We want to talk to you. you. Can't do anything to help us." She goes back to them, and she's like, "Okay, now I'm in." And that's kind of where like that chapter ended in the graphic novel. Oh. So I'm just, I was just like, when I saw this whole scene play out with her within the house and the fight and everything, I was like, I wonder if this is leading to something. And then you got like what I'm calling them sneaker, sneaky Leonard on the side. So I'm just wondering if something is going, <laughs> you know, if something's connected with all of it. But yeah, so you know, a little tidbit from the graphic novel if you guys want to check it out and read some more about it. But yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. Okay, thank you for that. I didn't know that an an evil orchestra. Maybe I was part oh, of one. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I can see that. Uh, I, can see that. <laughs> I, I, I can see you being like, you know, second in command to the orchestra. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. Look, you got an evil laugh so, down everything. I mean, I've been practicing for years. <laughs> my time is coming. Uh, <laughs> although I do not have my violin anymore, but still, I could always yep. get one. So. Yeah, so that basically wraps it up, guys. Um, we'll be back next week or the week after. Uh, well, I apologize in advance because we're definitely trying to get through these recap yeah. series, but also give you guys hot topics, any interviews we have coming up. You know, just we just want to give you guys like a full portfolio of well-rounded episodes. So we will definitely be back with more yeah, Umbrella Academy. But look yes, forward to we'll everything else that we have. We'll finish it. Um, so yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so happy to be back. I'll be back for another episode with my girl Ryan. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. The Black Girl Nerds Podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.